0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the football podcast, and the football podcast host isn't here. But it's fine because we've got co hosts, and I mean, I'm here, so I'm sure we can do it. I think we can do it. I hope we can do it. Yes, we're talking football, we're talking last week's games, this week's games, football news, and everything in between. While I've got you, before we get started, please do consider subscribing if you're not already subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. It's a click of a button and it does mean a lot to us, so please, please, please do consider subscribing. Right, that's that, that out of the way, let's get hit going. Here we go, this is Cookie Cast football podcast. Recording in progress There you go, she knows what it's all about Recording in progress This would be the point in time, as it's a football podcast That I would hand over to the man himself The leader Leader Of the football podcast Can't do that when he's not here Can we Uh, So so I will hold one of the reins And uh, these two gentlemen Mr Matthew Moore and Stuart Woodmancy, Will hold the other rein and we will try our absolute bestest to uh, to get through it as best we can. If, uh,
1: we, we, at this stage, we cannot promise that we won't end up talking about the national indoor hockey final by the time that we're, we're done. Because we we have no idea what we're doing.
0: Well, let's put it this way. They are some large football boots to fill. Uh... I thank you. I thank you. I was up till about 2:30 right in that one. Um so can anybody remember where we st- <laughs> where we start? Do we just go uh, straight in with last week's predictions? I
2: think it starts with yeah.
0: So, as he's not here to defend himself, I have a bone uh, to pick with the man that's not here. Um, but that's not that's not strictly true. Um, as a rule, I very rarely, um, <coughs> you know, I don't know if you call it blow the blow the own trumpet, big up yourself, all that sort of stuff. Because ultimately, at some point in time you're going to come a cropper, and it makes it look even worse if you've been like, oh, "I'm fucking great at this." Um, keep that one in mind for this week's prediction. Starting with Matthew's team taking on Sheffield United. Nottingham Forest went up against Sheffield United. Um, Matthew, why don't you tell us what happened in this game?
2: I mean, well, depending, depending on how the rest of the season goes, this is potentially going to gonna be Forest-like local Derby if uh, Sheffield United stay, stay down. Because, you know, Derby go down, They're about the closest club to Forest, I think. Um, Maybe they're more stoked. Uh, but yeah. So on on a on a Friday night, Forrest made the you know the the small trip up to Sheffield United, and I'm not being biased here. Stu sent me a screenshot of what Sky said. Dominated the match to come out with a one-all draw. Um, They got they got one penalty. Um, they got. They were given one penalty uh, which then Brennan Johnson, Johnson decided to just dolly down the middle and the keeper just stood there and caught it to, with a with level of contempt that it deserved they probably should have had a second one because Keenan Davis was that, virtually had his shirt removed um, but then very much against the run of play and we always talk about how the old boys come back to bite you Billy Sharp popped up at the back post to nod it back across the goal into the bottom corner to put Sheffield United 1 0 up. And then he's not here, you know, but it's his favourite Forest player. Um, Ryan Yates turned up five minutes into extra time to bullet header <laughs> into the back of the net to salvage the point for Forest. And everyone could pull their face at him, but they, everyone started predicting him as their goal scorer now, so you know. Decide
0: on decide, decide which way you're going. So, 1-1 one, one draw. Looks a little bit like this. Um, no points for Paul as far as a score prediction goes because he had Sheffield United down to win. Uh, luckily, he clawed it back by predicting Sharp to score a goal. So, point there for Mr Williams. Um Obviously, I'm doing this in no particular order, so I'll skip the next uh, person on my list. Matthew, uh, you followed suit a 2-1 Sheffield United. You followed suit by having Sharp to score, so that's point for you. Uh, that's where your points end for that game. Um, oh, obviously, you could do like me, who had a heavy Nottingham Forest win down. 2 0 to the forest. No surprises who I was putting down for those goals. That's right, not the goal scorer. Zero points for me. Uh, I don't think I've forgotten anybody, right? Let's move on real quick. Um oh, yes, yeah, Stu put a 1 1 draw down, so I got two points. Uh, didn't get a goal scorer, though, so you know. Um, so, yes. Stu gets two points for correctly predicting the score. And seeing as we're talking about Stu, maybe Stu should do some of the talking himself, and talk about Hull City going up against the Women's Basketball Association, or as they're known in the football world, West Bromwich Albion.
1: Uh, so, last week we talked about Hull trouncing an old manager. However, this week an old manager trounced so the final score was Hull nil West Bromwich Albion 2 and Mr Grant I think but Colin Grant scoring twice once on 17 minutes goes into the uh, the half time break at 1-0 uh, to West Brom shots at Abalatzi gives out the, the, the big speech about we need to get back into this game Make sure you don't let a goal in early doors. And then West Brom get a penalty on 48 minutes and essentially effectively ruin the rest of the second half. So it finished yeah, out. Um, West Brom, 2-0 winners with Grant scoring both goals.
0: So, <clears throat> follow along with me if you will. Everybody had a 1-1 draw. Apart from... This man, who had Hull down to win 1-0. So there's that. Um, <clears throat> Luckily for Mr. Williams, he predicted Grant to score for West Brom. So gets himself a point. And that's where the points end for that game. So... Uh, Them's the breaks, I'm afraid. Speaking of Mr. Williams, his team went up against Luton Town. Middlesbrough versus Luton Town. As he's not here, we will uh, divide his team up amongst us. Um, who wants the goal scorers? Stu, you can do the goal scorers. Matt, what did Middlesbrough score? So if
2: the, middle, the score was...
0: 2 1 to Middlesbrough. Stu, yeah. the, the goal scorers were?
1: Mr. Patrick McNair, uh, a pod, podcast favourite <laughs> from, from previous times, and uh, the, the Ginger Terrier himself, Mr. Duncan Watmore, um, and then Harry Cornick on 96 minutes, stuck in a, a consolation
0: goal for Luton Town. So, <clears throat> brace yourself for this one. Paul had a 1 1 draw for this. But it's okay because when you predict what more and Cornick to score, you kind of bring it back with two points. Stu, luckily for you, you got a 1 0 Middlesbrough win. So that's a point for you. Didn't get the goal scorer or either of the goal scorers, so that's where your scoring ends, I'm afraid. Matt, so close, nearly getting two points out of the score, but 3-1 is just a goal too many. Um, didn't get any of the Middlesbrough goal scorers, but did get the Luton Town goal scorer, so that's two points for you. Um, Luckily for me, I did put Middlesbrough down to win, so that's a point, and and that's where that ends. So, scores look a little like this. I managed to get a point, congratulations to me, so far through the week, one point. Stu and Matt are joint second with three points. But in honour of him not being here this week, Paul Williams halfway through the week with four points, and I say halfway through the week because it was two more games. Matthew, your uh, your team was uh, was was playing again. Tell us what happened in this game.
2: Well, the the ongoing epic length of uh, of the. Uh FA Cup fifth round finally came to a conclusion um, on Monday where Forest hosted Huddersfield. Um, It was quite an entertaining game. I thought it was kinda very back and forth. I
1: think Huddersfield showed why they're up up in the division and kind of Forrest also
2: kinda showed why they're they're much improved. Uh, but Forest kind of went behind to Lees. Um, a, a, quite an easy header from a corner. It was kind of all kinds of things going on. Um, then Sam Surridge got his first goal for Forest. He should have had one earlier than that because he was pretty much bang on side by the look of, by the view of the camera. But finally got his uh, first goal for Forest. Tucked it away nicely, and then just to make. Uh, just to make everyone doubly happy. Ryan Yates. I mean, if he had any more space to put that header away in the game, I mean, goodness me. But yeah, powered another header in um, to uh, to give Forrest the win. And a tie against Liverpool, which their fans are very confident that ne- next up is uh, Wembley for them.
0: Well, there we go. So... Paul and Stu had 1 1 draws. Um, Paul had Forest winning in penalties. Uh, Didn't get any of the goal scorers. Stu, neither did you. Matt, you heavily predicted Huddersfield Town to beat Nottingham Forest. but clawed it back by putting Yates to score a goal. Um, I had Forrest down to win. So I managed to get a point out of this game. I didn't get either of the goal scorers. And this is where this week of predictions went wrong. If anybody can cast their mind back to last week where I said I'm changing the, I'm changing the formula and this is where it's all going to go wrong because I put a different Forest goalscorer down, and it's all gone too. Shit. Anywho, <coughs> it's like we're we're rubbing salt in the wound with the games this week because we've got another Middlesbrough football game. He's not in here, and apparently another Sheffield United football game because Sheffield United went up against Middlesbrough mere minutes ago, um, we had to delay the start of the podcast to make sure that the football was well underway. Um, who yeah. wants the uh, the unfortunate task of uh, going through this one? I mean, I'll quite happily
1: take the goal scorers for a couple of reasons.
0: I can't imagine <laughs> what those reasons would be, Stu.
1: On. I will deliver the bad news then.
0: Go on.
2: Uh, unfortunately, Sheffield United have run out four-one winners against the mighty Borough. I think we were warned. Giving him his credit, Paul did warn us that Middlesbrough are not the best away. Um.
0: Yeah. Yes, we were. We were told. Um. Does anybody have the goal scorers or would you like me to dish them out? I've, I've got them. So uh,
1: the Sheffield the four Sheffield United goals were scored by Sander Berg on 23 minutes. Billy Sharp makes his second goal and second podcast appearance of the week on 25 minutes. Jack Robinson on 59. And Morgan Gibbs-White on 79 minutes closed out the Sheffield United uh, scoring. The singular goal for Middlesbrough was, I believe, a first goal...
0: First time ever.
1: For on long, uh, ...from Arsenal striker, following Balogun.
0: So, uh, Paul predicted Sheffield United would win this. As, Stuart, as, as Matt pointed out, Paul did suggest that this would be a, uh, a beating of the Middlesbrough. Uh, he did predict Sharp to score, so two points for Paul there. Uh, speaking of two points, Stu had two points. He had uh, Sheffield down to get a goal and Middlesbrough down to get a goal. But other than that, he did predict Sharp and Balogun to score. Two points for you, sir. Matt, you had Middlesbrough uh, down for a win. And none of the goal scorers. Uh, You're not alone there. Because I also had Middlesbrough down to win. And didn't get the goal scorer. So. uh, That half of the week. Looks a lot like. uh, Matt and myself. Getting one point out of the Forest game. And Paul and Stu. Getting two points. Out of the Middlesbrough game. But when you add them all up. I came last this week. That's hubris, ladies and gentlemen. Hubris. I came last with two points. Matt, you came second this week with four points. Stew a whopping five points, but nobody could catch him this week with six points. Congratulations to our leader. Mr Paul Williams congratulations to you sir checks in the post now then as as you gentlemen are co-drivers this week what do you want to do do you want to do the news or the whopping 6 game prediction well
1: We've we've been through some results. Do you want do you want to do a little bit of news? I've got about about four things.
0: I would love to do some news. I always enjoy a little breaking it up somewhat, and a, and the news is always a good way to do that.
1: All right. Well, um, the the few things I've written down, and it is is we'll start with one. It is just a rumor at this stage, but it is a little closer to home for uh, one of the uh, home teams, if you will. But um seen as Middlesbrough seem to be abundant in right backs having dished one out to Nottingham Forest already this season Uh, it's now been rumoured that Manchester United are uh, tracking Borough's Isaiah Jones which after recent performances, I'm presuming from what Paul said and what we've heard on the podcast so far that they're only watching him at home Um, but that that felt like uh, quite a compliment to me the guy who essentially was I guess, not deemed second choice, but he, you know, he, he was behind Spence at one point. Spence then went out on loan. Uh, now he's st- stepped forward and seems to be putting a shift in for Borough. So I thought that was uh, say a bit of, bit of a compliment that that popped up in the rumours section of the, uh, the the newspaper fodder.
2: It's quite nice, because obviously he's been the butt of a lot of jokes. Kind of whenever folks to going, well, good girl, I hope they're right back at Middlesbrough is good if, uh, if he's out on loan at Forest you know and you're kind of like yeah 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 he's actually quite good yeah. <laughs> so it's quite you know it's decent that, that you know he's kind of put you know shut some people up kind of thing because it must be a bit kind of galling to be oh yeah well that guy got sent you know sent out on loan because I'm good enough and then everyone's like going oh yeah but oh you know, how good are you, kind of thing. You know, and it's, yeah, it's, it's nice that, that he's getting some recognition because from the small amount that I saw in the Tottenham game, he
1: looked, he looked really talented. Mm. Uh, I have to say, like as as the the outsider in this season's FA Cup now, um, having watched both of those games, both right like aforementioned right backs put an absolute shift in, in them games, particularly. I thought Spence and uh, Jones. Had, had, Cracking game. Um, one of the other things I had was a little bit random, um, although like kind of not in a fun, good way, I guess. But twenty-two people were injured as fans fought at a Mexican top-flight game between Kataro and Atlas. The game, the fighting got so bad that the game had to be abandoned in the second half. Uh, fighting was bre- breaking out in the stands, and the uh, I guess the equivalent of the Mexican FA was so worried about the uh, repercussions of of the reasoning behind the fighting that that game took place on Saturday, and they cancelled all of Sunday's fixtures. That is one hell of a fight.
0: <laughs> what What is the reasoning for this?
1: No idea. Absolutely no idea. Just just. Okay. Decided that uh, Saturday was a particularly good day for a dust up, and uh, went to town. Like I've seen varying reports through um, kind of the usual places like BBC and Sky Sports and what have you. But Sky, I believe in particular, were reporting that um, some of the fans had managed to get into the ground, complete with weapons. Like God. this, this was organised, man. This like that is quite scary in this day and age, but like I, I'm i kind of, I said it and saw it with a with kind of a bit of a smile on my face at first and then was like, Jesus for them, for them to then write off a full day's worth of fixtures. That's, that's been some, some dust up that. Um, what else have I got? I've got uh, a little bit of uh, the women's super league in the sense of uh, Vivian Miedemar scored in a 4-2 win for Arsenal over Birmingham to become the first player to reach 100 goal involvements in the WSL. So, of that 100 involvements as listed, she's scored 70 times with 30 assists, which is a pretty good record so far. I know that she was one of the big-name signings for Arsenal um, and seemingly uh, sort of proven her worth over the time that she's been there now. So, uh, it's good to see. And um, finally, from me, bringing it back round to a little bit more sort of current affairs outside of football. um, Chelsea fans, again, showing their class. There was a tribute to Ukraine before the Burnley game. And Chelsea fans decided that that was an appropriate time to start chanting the name of Russian billionaire Roman Abramovich. I understand he's done a lot for your club I, I understand that he, you, you know, many of them wouldn't have been sat in the seats they were if it wasn't for him but Jesus Christ people pick your time like at last count today 2 million people have left Ukraine because of what Russia were doing many have been killed and really you're going to start chanting the name of a guy who's uh, you know yeah, let, let's not let's not go too much further into that. But um,
2: the-, the problem is, though, we've 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 talked about this over the past year or so with everything that's gone on, and some fans have no class whatsoever. And unfortunately, it seems to be we're making generalisations here. It is it is certain clubs, and if someone would have said to me when people are acknowledging what's going on in Ukraine, um, which club are probably going to be dicks about it? Remember. That. No, nah, well, yeah, Millwall will probably be on the list. Chelsea will probably be on the list. You know, and obviously, they they that is pointed because obviously he's decided to sell the club, and of course it's the it's the Ukraine's fault. What well, yeah, It's Ukraine's fault. Nah, no, no. It, 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 you know, like I said, do not you don't want to go too deep into the weeds with it? But you know, there's a reason. There's a reason why he's doing this. There's a reason why you know he wants to get shot. Of stuff I mean, speaking of um, of that situation, obviously the Premier League has suspended its broad, con- broad broadcasting deal in Russia, so that's there'll be no Premier League games there. Um, the Scotland Ukraine playoff match for the World Cup has been postponed, um, at, but Wales, the Wales one is going to carry on ahead. Well, um, yeah, yeah, those that kind, of, those two situations,
1: yeah.
0: Um, I'd seen something about the owner of the Jets looking to buy Chelsea. Mm.
1: That was that was the stuff <coughs> I'd seen. There was as many as ten potential buyers have been listed, but they'd. The article I'd read shrouded it in mystery by saying the most likely is to be from the USA, but then shortly after that statement I had stuff about the New York Jets. I was like. Mm. You're not really providing much mystery there, so yeah, I'd, I'd seen that that pop up as well. Yeah. See Conor McGregor popped up as well as a potential.
2: I think Man yeah. United fan Conor McGregor.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's fine because if he buys Chelsea, he will apologise to uh, absolutely no one, as we all know. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was that was in a nutshell. That was kind of it, really. It was quite a. It wasn't much going on this week. Other than the uh, massive dust up in Mexico,
0: Matt. Any news from you?
1: Just those two that I'd mentioned there,
2: with the um, with the the suspension of the broadcasting rights to Russia, and um, and and the, the the World Cup playoff game being suspended.
0: Okay, and that's in that case. Let's talk football predictions. We have. Not one, not two, but six games to predict this week. Um, it's busy all time, so let's get amongst it. Um, I'm saying it now, it's always the same. Um, Paul will be able to submit uh, predictions for the games anywhere up to kick-off of the first game of the week. Um, I'm sure I'll, I'll be getting something from him in the next day or so. Um but the games start with Stew's team. <coughs> uh Birmingham go up against Hull City. Stu you will pick last. I've already put my prediction in Matt. Let's talk. Birmingham versus Hull. I
2: have gone for a two-one hull win.
0: Lovely stuff. And who's scoring those goals?
2: I've got, I've got to go with him. Uh, Lyle Taylor scoring for Birmingham.
0: Okay.
2: And then KLP and Fours to finally break his duck. Oh,
1: he's got
2: one. Has he got one? All right, then. I one.
1: that one. I think he almost missed that <clears> one, to be fair.
0: Nah. I've got uh, Hull City winning 1-0. Uh, I've also got KLP to score. Stu?
1: I've gone the exact opposite. Um, I'm going back to my tactic of predicting the team that Hull are playing to win. So I've gone for Birmingham to win 1-0 with Bakuna to score the, uh, the winner.
0: There we go. Just like that. First game's done. Um... Mr. Williams' team is taking on Millwall. Previously mentioned Millwall. Um, I've got Middlesbrough coming back from tonight's defeat with a whopping 2-0 victory. Um, I've got Sporar down to score and I wrote down Coburn and then I was like is he still playing for Middlesbrough? Because I haven't heard his name mentioned in forever. And I started flicking back through the book and it has been weeks so then I so then I was like well that just reinforces everything so Coburn to score one of those two goals Um Stu
1: I've got a 1-1 one, one draw ok with a phoby to score for Millwall and he seems to be about due after his suspension and stuff so I've gone for for Crooks to score for Borough Matt I've gone for a 2 one draw
0: Okay.
2: I've got Cooper and Smith for Mil- for Millwall. Okay. And Crooks and Connolly to score for
0: Borough. Lovely stuff. Your team's up next, going up against Reading. All those people will be tripping on that step my way up through the stands um, I've, I've had to go back to type after having a horrific week I was like well I need to correct this in the only way I know how Nottingham Forest 2-0 Johnson and zinkenagel to score those goals Stu I have
1: gone for a Forest 2-0 win I've got Johnson And callback.
2: Matt. I have gone for a Forest 2 1 win. Okay. And I've also gone for Johnson. And Mm -hmm. Davis. Okay. And Swift to score for Redding.
0: Who was that, sorry? Swift. Swift. For Redding. Okay, half the week predicted, just like that. Um, we're back with Birmingham uh, and Middlesbrough. So I- I- he's not here. Um, again, I've got I've got Middlesbrough just trying to get get back in in form. So I've got them down to win two nil. Crooks and Spora to score. Matt I've
2: gone
0: 2-1 to Borough Okay Uh,
2: Taylor to score for Birmingham
0: Okay
2: And then Sparrow and McNair
0: Stu
1: I've got also Borough to win 2-1 You realise that we've just talked about Paul would say like how bad they are away, and we've <laughs> we've got two Borough away games on this particular podcast, and none of us have predicted them to lose. We're definitely getting told off. Um, so yeah, I've got Middlesbrough to win two one. I've got Chong to score for Birmingham, and Watmore and Balogun to uh, continue his, his his now red hot form, seeing as he scored the uh, one goal so far.
0: Okay. Your team's up next to you. Coventry going up against Hull City. Um, I've rolled out a classic for this one. I've gone just with a little 1-0 win for Hull. The Honeyman. I've been putting uh, KLP down left, right and centre. But uh, I, thought, I thought I'd thought i bring back the Honeyman. You, you know full well what's happening now. Oh, I know exactly what's happening here. <laughs> what's that? He scored, he scored a hat trick matt i've
2: gone for a one-all draw okay with godden to score for coventry and honeyman to score
1: Fair. for Hull. stew i've also gone for a one-one draw
0: lovely stuff
1: uh, i've got a uh, force to score for hull and even though it may be a subs bench appearance Martin Waghorn ex-Cathy scumbag and ex-Hull City player will be on loan will probably score for Coventry so yeah we'll go for Waghorn
0: Ok Matt your team is finishing the week out going up against the QPR Queen's Park Rangers Um, like I said I've got to get back to form I need to get back back my winning ways so uh, it's a 2-0 Forest win and having scored a goal apiece in the previous game, they're back to score another goal apiece in this game. Johnson and Zinkenagel. Stu. I'm
1: going for Desmond. Forest 2, QPR 2, with Zinkenagel and Johnson for Forest and Chair and Willock for QPR.
0: Matt
2: <clears throat> I've also gone for a dual draw ok and I've gone Surridge and Garner he
1: should have scored last night
2: yeah oh god yeah there's a couple Sven should have absolutely smashed one in as well and then Dykes and Willock for uh, for uh, QPR oh yeah there was some terrible misses they were the ones where you think oh that Come back to us
0: there. That right there, in what can only be described as record time, is six games predicted. The upcoming six games for this week. Does anybody have anything to end on? Any funny stories for this week at all?
2: I've have got one. Oh. Um. I was I was I was on the BBC website earlier today doing my research, and um. Enia Luko, who is an ex-England striker, um, now is now the sporting director of Angel FC in Los Angeles for their uh, female soccer league. Um, and what she's basically saying is, her um, basically her bosses are as follows. Natalie Portman, Serena Williams, Billie Jean King, Leslie Vaughn, the uh, Winter Olympic gold medalist, Skier and ex bow of uh, Tiger Woods. Um, Evan Longoria, Jennifer Garner, James Corden, I mean, you know, someone's got to spoil it somewhere, haven't they? Uh, Abby Wombach and Mia Hamp. Um, so they're, they're ex US soccer stars, and then a load of other entrepreneurs, YouTubers, pop stars, and things. So it's like a big kind of Hollywood conglomerate that bought this female, uh, like, women's soccer team. Kind of thing, and she just talk, she's just talking about the fact that they were all on a Zoom meeting. So basically, they were like, "All right, yeah, you're going to meet some of the owners," and just obviously like this. But then next year, you know, you've got like Natalie Portman, yeah, uh, Eva Longoria, like all these famous, like all these kind of Hollywood stars. And she's like, "Oh, oh alright okay, then." Kind of thing, but you know, is 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 now running like running this club um, in in Los Angeles. I just thought it was quite a kind of you know that surreal moment of where. You know, all right, yeah, you, you know, you will have done your research, and you will know that these people own that football club. But then, actually, the moment when you log on, you know, you you're accepted into the Zoom meeting, and then you're actually presented with all of them in that situation, kind of thing. And it's like, I, so I thought that was quite a quite an amusing little story.
0: So there we go. That is the football podcast. Get well soon, Paul, and we will see you all next week so there you go what do you think to that I think we did alright we can do it it's fine thank you for listening thank you for watching while I've got you in before i let you go please like I said at the start do consider subscribing like share and comment where you can just takes a couple of seconds but it does mean a lot to us you can also check out our website thecookiecast.com grab our social media links, or even click our email button, drop us a line, and let us know how you're getting on. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.